Welcome to the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Franklin McElroy, born and bred right here in Haywood County, North Carolina, the original Gateway to the Smokies. Our podcast is your audio passport to the adventures, stories, personalities, and the rich culture deeply rooted in these ancient mountains. Every week, we delve into the heart of these ancient mountains where people have thrived for over 3,000 years. We're not just here to share travel trips, tips. We're here to bring you closer to boundless adventures and memorable retreats awaiting you in this beautiful region. Today, we have a very special episode as we venture into the melodious tale trails of the Smokies with our guest, Andrew Wakefield, a talented guitarist, songwriter, and singer based in Asheville, North Carolina. His music is a beautiful blend of the old and the new, resonating with the natural harmonies of our beloved Smokies. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm great. How are you? Uh, well, we're, we're delighted to have you here today. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, one of the things we're going to do real quick is uh, a little snippet of your music so everybody knows what we're talking about, all right? Sounds good. travel all over the place both uh, and uh, i think live, live too both geographically and musically how have the places you've lived shaped your musical style and uh, influences uh well um i pretty much like every single style of music uh out there on the planet besides pop so i, th I think i would say it's made me well-rounded mm-hmm what what would you say are, are the places that have most influenced you? Well, I spent my first 10 years in Korea because my parents were Baptist missionaries. So that was a huge part of my formative young years. And mm -hmm. after that, I've been mostly in the South, um, except for a stint in California. So um, a lot of uh, Southern culture, you know. And uh, 
which which also translates to Appalachian music and and some country too. Right. Well, you're um, you, you mentioned oh. your family. The early part of your life was in Korea, and then your family. I guess they've been a pivotal part of your uh, uh, of your store of your of your journey and your musical journey. What what memorable story from your childhood that can you think of that can uh, that might have particularly shaped your path? Um, we used to, uh, my, my family used to do events and, uh, my dad would play guitar and my mom would sometimes play, uh, not fiddle, but violin. And we would all sing, um, hymns mostly at usually holiday events, um, but sometimes just church stuff. So Mm -hmm. stuff like that, uh, the family singing together, I guess. Well, that's a that's a that's an old mountain tradition, right? And, and gospel tradition. So, you know, it, it brings you some of real some roots there, right? Now, I understand you did some psychedelic rock, and de- yeah, I was uh, uh, probably a dirty hippie for for quite a while, and uh, got into the jam band scene, and then got into a lot of psychedelic rock. That was kind of what I was really into um, a while back. And so uh, I, I tried I tried that for a while and then I, I sort of fell into bluegrass about six years ago and never looked back. Ah, well, that's fascinating. What um, what elements of, the, of that uh, those genres do you think uh, still linger in your bluegrass music? Probably in my songwriting, I think I tried to. Uh, I try to make the songs maybe a little more um, epic, I guess you could say, or have a little more build up and also maybe a little more intricate, maybe some more parts than you would regularly do in, in bluegrass. Uh, I really like writing, uh, writing long solos or, or duet solos and things like that too. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, yeah, the psychedelic stuff is a lot of it's just, listening to those long solos isn't it right yes (laughs) that that doesn't really come out too much on the record but uh if you go to a live show you'll definitely hear some some elements well i I, when we've had you at the metal arc you've you've been really good at doing some you know some interesting uh, performances and uh i've I've noticed you sometimes would just get into a zone and uh you know do a, a nice nice long piece yeah of music which is pretty great and people love it right yeah uh, if you if the feeling strikes you and you find you find like a little pocket then you stick with it and see where it goes yeah i i, I love it that when you also when the audience suggests something this might might not even be uh um bluegrass but you just go with it <laughs> definitely and get the audience into it it's cool um yeah. so you 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 play what over 300 live shows a year uh, that sounds pretty intense. Yeah, it's it's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I I decided I was going to be a full time musician, and that's what I'm doing. But uh, right now, that means playing over 300 gigs a year. If I'm going to be able to pay my bills, that's what I have to do. So I'd like for it. To, I'd like to cut that in half if I could. Right. But we'll see what happens. Well, what. Uh... What do you find most challenging about doing that kind of extensive touring? Um, 
it's kind of funny because when I was younger, I just fantasized about the road and being on the road all the time. But actually, the road is the thing that wears you down the most. Being in the car and um, getting home at 3 a.m. and just driving every day, day in and day out. It's it's a lot. If I, If every show was in my backyard, my life would be so much easier. <laughs> well, you got to become a Zoom musician, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so uh, you know there there was an interesting. I, I went to. Um, I was trying to. I was learning about doing you know, online classes at one point about te- you know the benefit of teaching them and seminars and stuff. And I went there to view a you know to a seminar put on by a, a, a neurologist who said that in classroom settings there's actually an exchange that happens in neurons and stuff in your brain to other people in the room, and there's actually you know, a measurable, you know, interaction, right? That you don't get from, that they think is conducive to learning that this, that you don't get from being on Zoom or in an electronic format. I'm assuming, and he didn't mention that, but I bet you the same thing exists for live music versus doing oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Half, yeah. half of a show is is just the energy in the room and the people there. I mean, without that, then I don't know if music would even exist. Yeah. Well, I know. And speaking, yeah, speaking of the mental space, I mean, how the heck do you find time to write uh, music if you're traveling 300 days a year? Right now, I don't. (laughs) I I mean, I do it. I'll I'll sit down maybe once a week, but um, that's something I'm really trying to to figure out is uh, making space during my day for writing and, and practicing. Because right now, if you were to look at a pie chart of what I'm doing for my career, I would say it's uh, probably 80% playing live and 20% computer stuff, emails, Uh, phone calls, and things like that. I've got a record that I want to get made in the next year, and that's going to require a lot of writing. And I do writing sessions. Uh, I still do those. Sometimes by Zoom. Um, I don't know if you you know Charles Humphrey. Yeah, uh, he's been on the show. Okay, yeah, we do uh, some writing sessions every every few months, and actually, the last one I thought went really well, and it's going to end up being a Well Drinkers song. I think we're going in the studio in December to record it, um, and I do a lot of writing with Jake. I've done I've done quite a bit of writing, but uh, I need to do I need I need more time. Just me at home with my guitar, writing, practicing, stuff like that. Playing yeah. live is practice. It's good. It's good to play live, but it's also good to work at home. Yeah, you got to have that time. You know, it's like uh, right now I'm in the process of writing. You know, it's a creative thing. It's I'm creating workshops, right? Do retreats, right? And dealing with loss and um, and it takes to to be creative to actually create content takes time, and you need to have that that space. The, uh, where you're just alone with your thoughts and it's hard, sometimes it's very hard to to find that yeah it is there's a there's a book called um the war of art have you heard of that book no i haven't no it, it's a great read it's a pretty quick read too and i read it um probably about five years ago I, I first read it and after i read it i was writing every day for months and months and i got so much content out of that i need to reread it but it's basically about just that. It's about um, how there's always a reason 
to do something else besides be creative there's always something so you have to be really aggressive about uh creating that you know yeah well you know it's you know it's like anything doing a podcast you know you get into a groove you know, I'm creating podcasts. I'm, you know, create. It's a creative process. You got to think who's a, who's a guest, what are the questions, things like that. You know, when you get in a groove and it becomes normal, boom, boom, boom. But then something totally disrupts your life. You get into different patterns of life, and then it's like I can't get the podcast done. It's been a year, oh, right? It's right. can't get it done. You know, things momentum. Like you have to sort momentum of momentum is underrated. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a huge part of it seems like momentum is is a huge part of success so you know given this hectic schedule and everything else you know not and and my mind being totally in the retreat space now um you know and which i think the mountains are great for um how do you um deal with the emotional and physical toil of that kind of gig schedule what do you do to keep yourself vocally and physically healthy um well and mentally as well i try to eat well that's a big one food um i would say um i sleep in a lot you know i can't with my schedule i can't get up at eight o'clock every day i try to some days but if i'm gonna if I'm going to get my eight hours in, that means I'm going to be sleeping sometimes till 11 o'clock or noon. So it's yeah. a big yeah. part of it. And exercise too. Hiking is good. You know, so is that, hiking. Mm-hmm. The Smoky Mountains where hiking is the king, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm here in Chimney Rock and there's so many places to hike here. We have season passes at the park, which is right across the street from us. So we do a lot of walking around. Cool. Well, you have a... Uh... You have an upcoming record. You mentioned it earlier. Tell me about it. So um, the record, I think um, you might be, might be referring to the record that's already out. And that 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 was out in uh, April. But I, I have plans for a record. Yeah. Well, you can tell me about the one you, you released, but do you mention one you're bringing up here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, the one that's coming is there's there's not much there. I have to I have to get down and get to work on that. But I have some ideas for what I want it to sound like. And um, I have some lessons I learned from the last record. And uh, but yeah, right now, it's all just in my head right now. There's not too much ready <laughs> to go. So I have a lot of work to do with that. I'm hoping to get one out, hopefully the same time next year as the one this year. Well, how's, how's the one this year doing? What was the name of it? Uh, this one was called Bluegrass-ish, and it's doing great, actually. it's It's gotten playlisted, which has totally changed everything. It's funny, all the work that I put into this, the most uh, the most important thing that's happened to me is getting playlisted. So um, I've gotten on some, some good playlists, and I'm getting about, uh, I just broke a 1,000 listeners per month, which is huge for me. That's and, good. That's uh, a drive right there. It's very validating. And it's doing great. And I have people tell me that they love the album and it means a lot to them. And that means a lot to me. Cool. Um, you know, you 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 got two bands, right? The Well Drinkers and the Bluegrass Brunch Boys. Yeah. And I also play with the Pigeon River Messengers every now and then. And I'll do uh, last night. I did the Bluegrass Jam at Jack of the Wood on Thursdays. Um, I don't do that often, but I got a chance to do it last night. And sometimes I play with the Asheville Cats. 
wherever the gigs are, that's where I am. Is there is there a lot of trouble adjusting yourself to different bands or your style? I don't think so. I, I think I like to feed off of whoever I'm playing with. So if I'm playing with the Pigeon River Messengers, um, they're very songwriting oriented. They do a lot of ballads and mountain ballads and Appalachian ballads and stuff like that. And it's it's not, you know, shredding bluegrass, you know. So it's a lot more, there's a lot more, I think you would say, feeling. It's not as aggressive and I, I feed off of them when I play with them, just like I feed off of the Bluegrass Brunch Boys when I play with them. So, you know, you've become quite quite known for your your skill at Bluegrass and especially your picking is, is you know, unbelievably great. Um, so I, I'm, I view you as one of the voices of the future of Bluegrass. Where do you think it's going? Thank you. Um, I think that I don't know where it's going, but I know that I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life and we'll see where I'm at in, in three years. But uh, this is what I do. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I like to talk a little bit about what you you like in the, the Smoky Mountain areas. What 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 would you recommend? I like to, if you're in Asheville, North Carolina, you're in some towns. Where would you recommend people to go to enjoy this area the most? Um, I would say go to Chimney Rock. I mean, I know that's where I live, but I I've been in Asheville on and off since about two thousand six. And um, I didn't know about Chimney Rock up, up until a couple of years ago. And I think it's the most beautiful place in North Carolina. I mean, it's gorgeous. So check out check out Chimney Rock. Check out Lake Lure. Um, drive the Parkway. You know, get on get on the Parkway and just drive. Go hiking. And what's your favorite? What's your favorite restaurant in the uh, the area? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've been on a really big uh, Gypsy Queen kick lately. Do you know that place? No, I don't. Where is that? It's in West Asheville. It's on Patton Avenue, and they do. Um, it, it's like uh, Mediterranean food. They do shawarma wraps and um, stuff like that. But it's really good, and I've been getting it every every time I'm in town. I pick up a a shawarma wrap from them. So that's oh, what I'm doing now. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, do you want to uh, tell people how to how to uh, find out more about you, contact you, whatever you want to do a shout out about? Yeah, you can go to andrewwakefield.net and that'll send you to my website. And from there, there's links to my Spotify, my YouTube, uh, my Instagram and all that stuff. All right, cool. Uh, any upcoming gigs you want to uh, 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 tell people about? I'm at the Meadowlark tomorrow at 7.30. And right. uh, I'm going to be at Riverside Rhapsody, which is in Asheville. I don't know the date at the moment, but if you go on my website, you can check the date for that. And I'm doing Oklawaha, which is in Hendersonville. That's coming up soon as well. Cool. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing you, hearing you tomorrow night and seeing you at future venues. All right, Thanks, thank you. <laughs> This is Joseph McElroy. This has been the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. Um, we, uh, our sponsors are the Metal Arc Motel, which happens to be owned by me, but uh, it's also a wonderful retro 
uh, uh, place in the mountains with a little restaurant and, and, a, and a speakeasy where we have wonderful music and we do retreats there and weddings and uh, and it's a great place to have adventures or you know relaxation in the Smoky Mountains and SmokiesAdventure.com is a directory of uh, a lot of things all over the Smokies, East Tennessee, Western North Carolina, and the Asheville area. So check those out. Smokies Adventure. That's Smokies Plural Adventure Singular.com. Uh, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.